Welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. And welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. This podcast is for today's and tomorrow's nomads who thrive on adventure, embrace an unconventional lifestyle, and seek life beyond the ordinary. We dive into stories and tactics and inspirations that fuel the open road. My name is Stuart here. I'm from Stuart Doing Stuff on Instagram. I've been a full-time nomad for three years, half of which I was in a 40-foot super sea, and the other half in a smaller 24-foot sprinter van, and I travel with my two cats, Camden and Izzy. So follow me on Instagram for stories and videos there. Today's guest, Sean Lauren and their toddler, Aiden. I don't know how much Aiden's going to have to contribute to the podcast here, but uh, we've got a young family known as the Austin's Travel. You can find them on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under the Austin's Travel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, Sean and Lauren Austin. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite. We really appreciate it. It sounds like you do a lot of boondocking. We do. We try to exclusively boondock. And I think one of the reasons we somewhat set out towards that is I know some of the channels we've seen, like they'll go to these big, like well-known places, you know, Chicago or New York or the Florida Keys, like places most people know about. And we actually, her mom, because of some places we kept going, she's like, you guys are kind of like off the beaten path a little bit. Like we love going to these little known places mm -hmm. that most people have never heard of. Highlight those and show you just many of the beautiful places around the country that honestly most people have never heard of. Yeah, and, and most of the places like we know a larger town nearby, but like we find all of these like small little hidden gems here and there that like we didn't even know existed until we were researching about the area that we already were in. Uh, and so it's been really fun to just discover these like unknown places and it feels just like this like mine of, of beautiful things that we didn't even know existed that we get to find like every two weeks when we move. And I found out that was possible. And so I bought this old 1990 Lance truck camper, remodeled that, took it out on one trip, found out I didn't have the right equipment, completely messed it up, sold it, <laughs> bought a brand new Grand Design Imagine. And then while I was waiting in Colorado Springs to be able to hit the road, I met Lauren. <laughs> and so I... <laughs> like instead of traveling by myself mm -hmm. like let me you know start to to get to know this girl <laughs> and so I ended up selling the grand design mm -hmm. so like a lot of the stuff you needed to know or a lot of the things that like I might stumble across I kind of encountered those the first time mm -hmm. and definitely is true in that first year like you have to learn a lot I feel like mm -hmm. by the time we actually hit the road I had been researching and learning how to do it for so many years that at least for me it was a little smoother, but we still made our share of mistakes. Sean had kind of prepared me for some of the challenges, like really short to like no shower <laughs> and like really having to conserve water, to conserve and, water yeah. and like plan around the weather and just like things that in a house you, you just like literally like we've made it so easy and comfortable that you like don't even have to think about. When we hit the road originally, Aiden was only three months old and I actually thought it was so much easier being in the RV with a baby than being in this like three-story house that we had where so much so much stuff 
I had to take care of, but like wasn't actually adding value. Since we've gotten in the RV, I felt like we've been able to like spend a lot more time together. We get outside a lot more and I only have to clean for like 10 minutes a day and everything's done and we just have fun. I mean, if this is what hard is like, bring it on because, you know, anywhere you are, my mindset is anywhere you are and anywhere you live, there's going to be challenges. It's just like maybe in an RV, there's slightly different challenges than in a house. That's just kind of my outlook on it. I want to go back to something that you mentioned, because it's not something that we often talk about. It's not something that really comes up, but I think it's really important. You're saying when you pull into a site, most likely a boondocking spot, because you can face whichever direction you want. Mm -hmm. And you said, oh, I don't even pull out a compass to look at which direction I'm facing. For people who don't know, why is that important? So for us, we have one very big window that you know when the before we completely remodeled the unit and i know we'll talk a little bit about that but it used to be you know your bench seat and you can sit and look out your big window well this rig all rigs are terribly insulated this one is horribly insulated it's in so much heat but in particular that side of our camper you've got the door you've got the big window and so much heat comes in so we try to orient ourselves to make sure in the heat of the day, that window's in shade. We failed on this trip. So literally when we go out in the middle of the afternoon and we're trying to do, just do stuff, we're like roasting and baking while Kyle and Michelle, literally 20 feet away, are with their back to the sun. So they get all kinds of shade in front of their rig. Yeah. But it's just about where are you going to get shade? How much sun exposure are you getting? You really have to think about that when you're going yeah. out with talking because yeah. we can't run our AC. We talk about why people RV a lot and, you know, is there a good time to start? And we always say there's no wrong time to start and there's really no good time to start. You know, they always say just start as soon as you can. But mm -hmm. in your situation, you said that you took off when you're, uh, when Aiden was three months old that probably doesn't seem like the best time for such a big life change after such a big life change, you so know? Most, most people yeah, I agree. And I think there's a lot of people out there that thought we were nuts. Oh yeah, everybody, but I think. For us, it allowed one, for both of us to be a part of his life and be around him. Because you think about like traditional, you know, roles and lifestyles dad goes off to work and mom stays with the kid or even these days at six weeks you're just dropping them off at daycare for us it actually simplified it a lot it, did, it really made it easier mm -hmm. to be around each other support mm -hmm. each other be there with Aiden mm -hmm. and then once he did get to the age of like crawling <laughs> and then now walking and running it is so much easier in an RV than when yeah. you've got this huge house and it's mm -hmm. like you see he's there playing and you sneeze and then he's like halfway across the house next to the stairs or something he shouldn't be at. Aiden can be fussy and all I have to say is, hey, bud, let's go outside. And it's like instant mood change. Everybody is a yeah. lot happier. And we get into like let fewer um, little squirmishes or like disagreements or whatever. And yeah. so I really think it has been absolutely the best decision for our family that we have have ever made. Where have you been? What's been your favorite place that you visited? So last year, uh, we went down to New Mexico briefly, but there were forest fires. So we turned around, we went to like the Taos uh, area, area okay. in kind of Northern New Mexico. And then we turned around and went up to South Dakota. Absolutely love the Black Hills of South Dakota. Like 
amazing. I had no clue there was that much to the yeah. Black Hills. And like the whole Spearfish, South Dakota area, someday when we settle down, you know, if we choose to get off the road, like Spearfish is up there on our list. But I would say that was one of our spots. Mm -hmm. Southwest Colorado, we were just down yes. in Pagosa Springs recently. Yeah. Everywhere yep. near Durango, Pagosa Springs, incredible near Bryce Canyon mm -hmm. in Utah. We yes, loved that Utah. area. And then the fourth was a complete surprise yeah. in Arizona. I'll let Lauren tell that one. Our bonus surprise that we absolutely loved, but had like no idea that we would even like. We actually just happenstance that we ended up going there because we had to change plans for whatever reason. I don't even remember why. Oregon Pipe National Monument. And it was perfectly timed in the middle of a super bloom. Down in like Southern Arizona yeah. for, for audience that may not have known of Oregon Pipe <laughs> yeah. or heard yeah. of it. I, mean, I lived in Tucson for six years and I, yeah. I didn't even know Saguaro National Park was in Tucson. That was literally my favorite place. I think that we, it was just so been. unexpected. Yeah. Cause it was so unexpected. Yeah. And then it was in the middle of the super bloom and two of our, we were camped there with two of our other friends for a week when we thought we were going to just be somewhere that we needed to pass time. It turned out to be really awesome. Have you ever been to a place that you were really looking forward to going and then you got there and went, well, this kind of sucks. We've actually been very fortunate in our time so far that for any place we were looking forward to, if mm -hmm. anything, it's just places that like exceed our expectations. Yeah. I would mm -hmm. say for us, the two kind of challenges, not to like hate on a state, but we were a little <laughs> bit hesitant to go to California just because of some of the cost yeah. and regulations and stuff. And it did end up being a big challenge because of all the snow in the Sierra Nevadas. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we just really struggled to find boondocking and had to leave there early. But the other place, like it was absolutely beautiful, Zion National Park. Yeah. I love that mm -hmm. area. It was so oh, hot that <laughs> it was like 89, 90 degrees. Yeah. So our camper was like 98 degrees and we had no shade. And unfortunately, I didn't realize my EMS for the generator to protect our electrical system was preventing the generator from running. So we couldn't get the AC to work, but I guess it wasn't as much like a place that was just a dud per se. It was just more the circumstances and the mm -hmm. heat that we're like, all right, we got to get going. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's an important part to mention too, because you can go to an, an amazing spot, but if you have a bad experience, like the heat or something like that, had the weather been 65 or 72 or something like that, it'd be an amazing spot. And I've also been to places where I didn't think that it'd be, like you were saying, just a place to kill a week or kill some time. But because of the people that were there with you, ended up just being one of the greatest memories. I know community is important for everyone, regardless of you know, how old you are or whatnot when you're on the road. I mean, it's a fundamental part of being human is being part of a community. But I think especially with a child, being able for him to have other adults that really care about him and spend time with him has been really, really awesome for, for Aiden. Now, speaking of which, I, I are you guys in your rig right now? We, we are. Painter's tape still on the <laughs> That's where I was going. So if you're, we're, we're talking to the Austin's Travel, Sean and Lauren, and we're in their rig. And if you're listening on one of our podcast partners, you can't see what I see right now. But what I see is a white room with a white door and blue 
painter's tape around like uh, the panels that you would do on a decorative door or something like that. Cause you guys are in the middle of a RV reno project. We're, we're about 98% of the, well, at least 95, 95%. <laughs> so we had a plan trip home for 4th of July to visit family. We were going to stay there two weeks. We get there and Lauren's like, well, maybe while we're here, we can do this next step of the renovation. Yeah. And it ended up turning into, we completely renovated everything. Like, like <laughs> gutted, almost gutted Mostly. everything except the bathroom, which I would love to gut, but we don't have yeah. room to like do anything else with it. Different well, story. <laughs> so we're sitting on the bed because of lighting. If we're in yeah. front of the big window, you wouldn't be able to see us at all, but we're sitting mm -hmm. on the bed. So this is just our whole bed area behind us. That's mm -hmm. one of the closets with the mirror. Kyle and I actually earlier in the year took out a couple of yeah. walls. We had previously taken out the bunkhouse, took out the dinette. So like all that we had done, like for the, the functional. The functional structural stuff. Then we come home. I take down the walls, put in new insulation along that entire side because I along could access those walls. The exposed past, yeah, side. The exposed side. Yeah. And then we painted, we framed the windows, we put in new hardwood floors, completely took out all of the kitchen cabinets, sink, stovetop. My aunt and uncle were redoing their kitchen. And so we happened to find three cabinets that worked perfectly, put those in, bought a new, better sink that we can get oh, Aiden Baz in. I'm so <laughs> excited for this sink. It's called a workstation sink. And I'm convinced it is the best thing to have in your RV. For the last six weeks, I've probably spent a minimum of 50 hours a week in yeah. here, basically redoing everything. Yeah. We've been talking with Sean and Lauren from the Austin's Travel. You can find them on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all of their uh, RV reno projects are online, I'm sure. So be sure to go and uh, check them out. As we uh, wrap up things here, what else do you want people to know about you guys? Is there anything else that we, we you want to share that we haven't covered already? If you're listening and you're dreaming of doing something, just figure out how to make it happen. Whatever small step you have to take, I thought our small step was get like just a year because that's all Lauren would commit to at the time. <laughs> then it opened up her eyes, but it's just whatever that small step, even if mm -hmm. all you can do right now is take weekend trips, mm -hmm. just figure out that first step, move towards what you're dreaming of doing, mm -hmm. because this lifestyle is everything they say plus something. Plus like yeah. we love it. We can't imagine living any other way right now. Yeah, I would second that with Sean. The RV community is like so open to helping others. And so I would encourage you, like whatever you think that like one thing is that is holding you back or you're like, yeah, I would love to do this, but whatever comes after the but, <laughs> figure out who you can talk to to figure out how you can overcome that. I can almost guarantee you there is a way. Sometimes it might take a little creative thought process and talking to a handful of people, but I would say just reach out to whoever you stumble across that you feel like might have had a similar situation to help you figure out how to make your dream a reality because it is totally worth it. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of people in a lot of different situations, whether they're families, no one as young as hitting the road with the, with a three-month-old <laughs> you, you know, I've met people on the road that have a lot of disabilities, people who are confined to wheelchairs, you know, people that are are, are all different, right? What you said about, but there, there is no more. You, like you can find people with every sort of 
of, I don't want to use the word handicap, but every different challenge that you can possibly think of, you'll find them on the road. Yes. Mm-hmm. They find a way to overcome and it is possible to do it without, you know, you know, whether you have the kids or you have this or that or broken legs or broken feet or broken arms or whatever, you can find people on the road taking advantage of every moment. Yeah. And, and I can personally say that I had a handful of objections. And once we actually got into the RV, I realized that it wasn't even as big of a deal as I was making it in my head. And the solution was pretty easy. So hopefully if you're listening to that, that is encouragement for you to try to figure out how to make it work. Absolutely. Well, Sean and Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today on the RV Dreaming Podcast. I really love your insight, your energy, your, you're doing a lot of things that, um, hold a lot of people back and it's good to see that that you're not letting it even slow you down not one bit you're out there you're doing your things you're getting your stuff done and um congratulations to the two of you thanks so much for having us yeah this has been so much fun we really enjoyed it thank you thanks for listening to the rv dreaming podcast see the action on instagram Stuart doing stuff hear about it on the podcast be sure to subscribe we'll see you in the next episode